found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Well, we've made it to a Friday. This is the 20th day of January. And um, I still don't have my calendar. I'm 20 days in. Look, <laughs> don't have my calendar. I'm crippled. <laughs> How will you possibly know what's going on? I don't. I don't have that to reference. I've got to use other keys to remember what day it is and what uh, day of the month. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> who, who, what's going on? So huh? Hopefully, I'll get that in the not-too-distant future. Oh, you poor guy. It's been placed for a while, the order. But good to see you, Matthew. Good, good to see you, buddy. Always see you. And here we are, ready to wrap up the week. You know, for some reason this week... It seems like this would be a Thursday. Yeah. First time I've uh, right. had that feeling. Hmm. Where the week went quicker than I really thought it would. That's good news. That is good news. Especially in January. That's true. Well, Matthew, it's official. Of course, we lost, uh, we had the story of losing the world's oldest person, the yeah. French nun. Yeah. But with any losing loss comes a new one. <laughs> An Ohio dog named Spike. Oh, no. Has been certified the oldest dog living. Oh. By Guinness World Records. He's 23 years, 43 days. Jeez. Spike Gosh. is a nine inch tall Chihuahua <laughs> certified as the oldest dog living. He got that on uh. December the 7th. Rita Kimball, Spike's owner, said she and her family found the dog. In the parking lot of a Camden grocery store 13 years ago. So how do you know how old he is if you found him? Yeah. Yeah. Campbell decided to bring the dog home to her small farm where she immediately, uh, you know, he he fit right in. She named him Spike. She took Spike to the vet, and the vet determined Mm. his likely birthday as November 10th, 1999. Now again... (laughs) That's not a science. Okay. <laughs> well, let me look here. Oh, I'd say. Let me see, look at that. All right. <laughs> so, Campbell said she was watching The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon <laughs> when she learned about the uh, former oldest dog living in Pebbles. That uh, Remember Pebbles? We had Pebbles, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. And realized that Spike was older than Pebbles. Now, again, that's not proof. You can look in my mouth and tell me how old I am. When, when, what month was I born, Doc? You're <laughs> <laughs> around in there. So I don't know. I guess you can take it. If a vet says so, I guess that's proof, right? Dogs don't have birth certificates, I guess. generally. So I guess we'll have to go with Spike, the Chihuahua. The there world. are so many, so many TikToks, so many reels that sit around Chihuahuas and just how angry they are. And they always do have a bad dad. How you get like if you get close to them, they do that that like side glance. You know what I mean? Yeah. They get so mad, like they're just the angriest little dog breed ever. <laughs> People are worried about you know no. pit bulls and <laughs> Rottweiler. No, you got to worry about the Chihuahua. Like that's. My aunt and uncle had one. And, you know, of course, it was about 20 pounds overweight. 
Of okay. course, yeah. You know, you got to have one of those, too. <laughs> Bad tood plus their head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my mom's my mom's original dachshund, Max. That was, that was him. Big old fat thing and just worst attitude ever, man. So, <laughs> we've got a new world record for a dog. There you go. If you ever get a dog, folks, uh, you'll get the date of birth. That way, someday you might make the record. Maybe. You know, they may not have any. Is there a secret to (laughs) dog longevity? I think it's the breed, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. It just seems like some small dogs, because I remember somebody had a Pomeranian when I lived as a youth in a rural community, and up the road there was that... uh, and he didn't have any hair on his rear end. It looked like a baboon. Yeah. You know, he was old. <laughs> it was, okay. It was, it's so sad. It is. It's you know? so sad. <laughs> so. My parents have a chocolate lab. Her name is Nellie. And she is the sweetest thing in the world. And she's got to be old. Like, <laughs> she's got to be pushing 15. See, that's, that's pretty good long. She's got to you know. be. So, say you keep an eye on her. Yeah. Yeah. Might be able to turn her in after the Chihuahua goes. There you go. Now, you know, we've heard there was a letter to the editor of, I don't know, earlier this week, perhaps, about eggs. (laughs) Okay. Because you hear people all over the place griping about the price of eggs. Yes. Yes. And the letter to the editor was their take on eggs not being pricey enough because of the things that the chicken goes through to produce them. Okay, or whatever it was. That's beside the point. Hmm. There's been a 108% increase in eggs confiscated at ports of entry in the last four months. Oh, we're getting the cheap eggs from down south. Yes, we are. <laughs> Customers, customs, I should say, officers have been rising uh, in the last week or so. They say the eggs were not uh, declared and then discovered during an inspection mm. at three bucks and 40 cents a 30 count carton of eggs that's a steal in war as these days unfortunately federal law prohibits americans from buying raw eggs or poultry across the border mm. and it's like uh, from canada you can't have fruit any yeah. fruit no no fruit so we watched my, my wife and i got on this conversation the other day eggs yeah okay because they're they're super expensive are they really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are you talking? Um, some parts of the country, because we watched this, we watched this um, news segment on why eggs are, are so expensive. Okay. Some part, I mean, you're looking at five, six, seven dollars a dozen. Okay. Now that is pretty pricey. They may be hovering around five dollars here. Okay. Which is, you know, that's yeah. I would think normally they're in the low buck and a half range. Right, right, somewhere they're up a hundred and thirty-seven percent. So yeah, and so some of the reasons why is that there's been an endemic level bird flu in the Midwest. That's that's yeah. been a lot of it. That's and I know I've heard that. Yeah. yeah, and then some of the other things like, well, grain cost is up and <laughs> shipping is up and blah 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 is up. <laughs> Don't they still have a good supply of bugs if they're free range? Well, and that's like like in California, they're free they're, range. They're six, seven. They have to be free range yeah, in California yeah. now. So 
the egg farms like we're used to seeing here in the Midwest are yeah. not not allowed in California. I you know I like to see chickens running around, and I want to say that the 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 farmer that we that the that we watch like the cost of, of having free range versus the yeah. other way mm-hmm. is way higher. Seriously. Yeah. I don't know. I, I Like like 30 or 40% per bird, if I remember right. No kidding. Yeah. Well, to me, if you're a regular schmo and you've got, you know, let's say a dozen chickens, you know, around your place, they're running around your yard, they're doing, you know, mm-hmm. they're productive enough to keep you in eggs, that's for sure. Right. And perhaps a neighbor. You know, it's just there's someone that lives on 29 that has eggs, and those <laughs> those chickens always like go right to the edge of the road. You know what I mean? Just right there. Gosh, <laughs> you're always scared you're going to wipe them out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I didn't realize they were that up that high. I I guess I was looking online the day I saw the letter to the editor. And yeah, and it looked like prices were not that terrible, but. Again, I've lost track of time, Matt. Ground beef still ninety nine cents a pound to me. <laughs> All right, so right. I don't know. Well, the the problem, the the reason it's so shocking is eggs were always just a cheap staple of yeah. you know. You could have an egg sandwich and yeah, live. You know. Yeah. You go to the store. You know, you got winter weather coming. What do you get? Milk, eggs, bread, and toilet paper. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why those particular products are. You know, I, I suppose you could make you know, something out of your toilet paper with milk. <laughs> what do they call that when you... Oh. Like mache. Uh, paper yeah, mache. Paper mache, yeah. yeah. You know that whole thing was started by Johnny Carson? Really? Yeah. So he started that just as a laugh. Yeah. About then, the winter weather and, and the run on supply of products. And now that's the way it is. You know it is. I mean, yeah. you go to the store, and that's the way it is. They're wiped out, those departments. So here you go. Okay. Um, this is a, I'm just on the wrap. 18 count of eggs, 542. Where's that from? Somewhere local. Okay. Thank you, man. <laughs> 1082 for a 36 count. Just regular. 36 eggs for 1082? Yeah. Wow. Regular, just large eggs, 12 count, yeah. 367. Wow. And then I just got a message that there's somewhere else in town. And um, let, me, let me bring up her message because you guys heard it come in. Um, she said, shh, this one place has eggs for $1.99 right now. No kidding. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a run, a run on eggs. Well, don't say it, Matt. Uh, there's going to be a run. You don't want to create a, a riot. <laughs> it's, it's 633. What are you? I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm, not, right. gonna, I'm okay. not gonna stir the pot. All I'm right. Not, I'm not I, gonna stir the pot. Okay. I have my own. You got your own pot. You don't need to stir another. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> it's six thirty-three. We'll uh, break for news. Look at weather, and we've got more tidbits coming up. News for the Diamond Marketplace. Good morning. I'm Karen Stearns. Use caution while driving in the area of Market or Broadway at 3rd and 4th Streets. Workers have been busy getting things prepared for the stoplights on 4th and 5th Streets. A vehicle pursuit in Rochester led to the arrest of 35-year-old Richard Pritchett of Argos on Tuesday. Pritchett was suspected of burglary and theft of a storage unit on December 31st of last year. When officers located Pritchett on Tuesday, he fled, leading them on a pursuit that began on Michigan Road, then into Fulton County, through Rochester, onto US-31, before being disabled by stop sticks. Pritchett was arrested and taken to the Marshall County Jail. 
37-year-old Curtis Burner of Peru was found guilty of the charge of a felon in possession of a firearm in October of 2021 by the United States District Court Judge Robert Miller, Jr. Burner will be sentenced at a later date. This case was investigated by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, along with the Peru Police Department and the Miami County Sheriff's Office. Many Peru residents who live close to the Schneider Electric property are in fear for their health. Schneider Electric has begun to test for contamination of the carcinogen TCE. There were 12 homes identified by Schneider that have been or need tested. The Pulaski County Sheriff is asking for help from the public in identifying two individuals for theft. Photos and contact info can be found on their Facebook page. That's news from Iron Horse Broadcasting. I'm Karen Stearns. Well, it's going to be a day much like the rest of the week's been. Mostly cloudy. We'll see a chance of rain or snow showers. A uh, high temperature today of about 34 or so, so near steady temperatures, really. Clouds tonight to low of 26, partly sunny Saturday. What? Partly sunny? What? And a high of 34. Actually, yesterday I saw two glances of the sun. Yeah. Did you catch it? I did. It was a a miracle. But uh, in Saturday. my office, and I'm like, "Wait a minute! Why is it suddenly? Why is it suddenly bright? Wait, what is? What's going on? Hold up! Oh. It didn't last long. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> Saturday night, we'll see a uh, chance of snow showers. It'll be cloudy with a low of 29. Sunday brings a threat of snow showers, otherwise cloudy, with a high of 37. And for Monday, mostly cloudy with a high then of about 38. So, mostly cloudy through the period, occasional sunshine on Saturday, at least, we hope. Yesterday, we hit a high of 46. 33 is the morning low in current temperature. Around the Diamond Marketplace, it's 32 in Kokomo. Peru is 33. Rochester is 32. Locally, we've got clouds and 32 at the airport. Okay. Kind of chilly. Yesterday, um, with the wind, oh, the wind... You did notice the wind wailing, didn't you? Oh, yeah. The wind was wailing. We've got wailing winds in the forecast again today. We had some wailing wind gusts last night that was slamming the house. Blowing over everyone's trash receptacles. Sure. Let that trash roll. (laughs) Let it roll. (laughs) There it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Let it roll. This says that coffee pods are actually better for the environment than the traditional filter coffee. Huh. The pods used in Keurigs and similar machines have been called terrible for the environment because many of them cannot be reused or recycled. But a group of Canadian researchers <laughs> decided to look uh, at the entire coffee-making process from farm to landfill to determine environmental impacts. You know they're not that bad. <laughs> We apologize to our Canadian <laughs> listeners. I couldn't help it. <laughs> of the podcast. Their findings <laughs> showed that filtered coffee is actually the most environmentally unfriendly way to brew coffee. Only instant coffee can be better for the planet than pods. So why? Why like why is one worse than the other? I mean, I kind of get the pod thing because you're Okay, here it is. Here's okay. what they say. All right. They found that coffee pods are more environmentally friendly because they brew an optimal amount of coffee. Hmm. Other methods often lead to excess coffee, which involves more production and more greenhouse gas emissions. Interesting. I was found... Interesting. I had ran out of coffee at home. Yeah. And um, 
No, my actual uh, the reason my my brewer broke the uh, right. pod brewer. Yeah. So I cut open and tried to make some coffee in my other coffee pot. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how much coffee's in one of them little things. No kidding. It really is. It's wow. like it only took a couple of those to make what I would normally use for a, a pot a full of coffee. Pot? No kidding. Yeah. Wow. And it's like you're only using those once. To me, that seems like a waste. That coffee cannot all be used in that pod. There, it just can't be. So you're thinking you could run through it again? For I, another... but perhaps. It'd be a little weak. It'd be weak. <laughs> huh. But uh, I don't know. I got my wife a Keurig for Christmas. Okay. And it's great. It's fantastic. I, I like that's having what I'm it. drinking right now. See, I, I love having it's it fantastic. for the one cup of coffee. You know, there you go. Yeah. Don't have to make a whole pot. Right. And I find them remarkably delicious. Typically, we'll make a full pot on Saturdays, but. Yeah, you know, but during the week. Yeah, during the you week. Just you need just one to go. Them. One yeah. to go. <laughs> and they're relatively quick. Heck yeah, they are. But when they crap out, they crap out. In Mine. the morning, it's kind of great because I can just get my coffee going, get my shoes on, <laughs> shoes. gather my things. He's already got all of his other clothes on. He just uh, needs to get his shoes on. He's slept in his clothes, so he's ready. <laughs> ready to roll. <laughs> now, uh, you see the commercials on TV for Ozempic. For what? Ozempic. What's that? Oh, it's uh, medicine. I think it's uh, diabetes for diabetes. Oh. Type 2. I guess I haven't. Yeah. But anyway, the uh, it's also known for fat, fast weight loss. Hmm. And uh, now it's so popular, it's leading to nationwide shortages of the drug for those who need their type 2 diabetes treatment. Now, people are... Why do people... How do you get access to it? Don't you have to have a prescription? Well, you would think so. So how are they getting it? Because there's probably doctors out there that are like, you know, hey, one of the great side effects of this is, is weight loss. Yeah. And, and if you need to lose some weight, let me prescribe this to you. That's what happened with the... the the problem with pills, because pain pills in particular, opioids, yep. people would get prescribed those mm-hmm. that then would sell them. Right. They wouldn't use them at all. Right. And it's like this. These people, you know, they're taking from individuals who need diabetes treatment. Right. Now, I wouldn't think the people who suffer from diabetes would be selling these on the street because they need it, right? I would think. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's... I mean... I guess you can gut out pain if you have any, and a lot of people used to fake their pain just to get, you know, but that's a whole different. That's a whole different. Let me get away from that. Yeah, that's a whole different pot you're stirring here. A doctor explained that some of his diabetes patients have been made to wait several months before getting their prescriptions refilled, causing physical and mental health setbacks. Insulin regulating injections (laughs) like Ozempic. And semaglutide? Yeah, that sounds right. I don't know. They become popular for those looking to quickly and easily lose weight. Oh, they're, they're injections. Yeah. Wow. So again, you're injecting yourself with this. So what does it do to make you lose weight? Is it? They said that, uh, you know, the commercials say, and I, and I lost weight. Hmm. Well, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. It's orange. Oh, 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 Zampic. Now does that sound more familiar? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Elon Musk said he used Wegovy last year, and it was 
speculated that the Kardashians were among those using it too, but they deny it. Hmm. But again, come on. Aren't you messing with... Is it... Is it it's, I, I, it's not the people using it, right? It's the people prescribing it. That's where the problem <clears throat> is, right? Is it? It has to be. So are Hollywood doctors just doing it for like the Kardashians? Here you go. Here you go, Cam. <laughs> okay. I think... Maybe maybe you're looking at this too too narrow minded. Okay. Maybe you're right. maybe we need to say that, like you've said many times, we're a fat society. Yes, we are. And if you go to your doctor for a checkup and yeah. he's like, Hey, if you need to lose a few let me let me prescribe this to you. Are they doing it for that? Maybe. I don't know. I Or if you go to your doctor and you're like, I need to lose some weight, I don't know what to do. I've you know Well, and, we can try this. And suddenly in the office, oh, 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 Zempic. Right. Is that happening? There's side effects to this stuff, too. Hmm. And that's the thing I always like listen to. Nausea vomiting? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like I think I'd rather have. Okay. You know? Right. Some of the side effects are worse than, you know, what you've got. Anyway. I don't know, man. I don't know. But just knowing that you inject yourself, you know, that's got to be a procedure when you've got type 2 diabetes and you have to inject yourself. That's got to be something mm-hmm. that's got to be hard to learn because you uh, get yeah. you know it's got to hurt yeah. quite often you see people doing like even it's poking the end of your finger mm-hmm. you know it's like i get the heebie-jeebies <laughs> doing that <laughs> okay it's the, my aunt when she was alive she was like super diabetic and for years insulin shots yeah i guess checking blood sugar and uh, finally, <clears throat> well, not finally, but uh, another story. <laughs> we're I guess we're not even close. <laughs> Seemed like we've. <laughs> Here's a guy from Florida. And again, another reason not to retire there. Hmm. Left bruised and bleeding. Bruised and bleeding. After an iguana fell on his face. Oh, no. During an outdoor yoga class. <laughs> this was in Miami. Falls right on your face. <laughs> Instructor <laughs> Armand Gonrette Sanchez, or whatever the first name is. Was, Anna Margaret. Okay, Anna Margaret thank Sanchez. You, thank you. Was teaching a free community class at Miami's Legion Park. Sanchez also live streams the sessions on Instagram so folks at home can still take part. They conducted their normal exercises for about 47 minutes, but the class was cut short when two iguanas who onlookers say were likely having a territorial dispute in the oak trees above, (laughs) started to create a ruckus. (laughs) During their fight, one of the lizards either fell or was pushed straight onto one of the yoga people below. The injured man identified only as Michael. (laughs) He told the Miami News Times that he didn't want to be known as the guy whose face was used <laughs> as an iguana landing pad. <laughs> he didn't see it coming. It felt like a sandbag hit me in the face, he said. Oh. <laughs> Yogis in the class that witnessed the incident identified the falling object as a green iguana, which likely weighed between 20 and 30 pounds and fell from a branch that was around 25 feet in the air. That's a pretty fall. That's a long fall. Well, I'm hooking up my laptop. Okay, here, all right. Because we have audio. Oh, we do. We have audio. Okay, I've got you ready. Are you ready? Okay, so we have iguanas fighting. Okay. 
Fighting in the trees. All right. Okay. I've got you up and, okay. and ready to roll. <laughs> See, it's like a Godzilla thing. It's all happening in the trees. The yoga people clamoring, trying to get out of the way. Oh, it's getting it's getting intense. The guanas fighting. Yeah, there you go. You and I just yesterday were talking. I said, you know, some of those. Wasn't it yesterday? I said, some of those iguanas are humongous. They are. They are. <clears throat> They're common in the area where they were doing their yoga class, and he described one in particular as the king of the frickin' park, he said. Well, <laughs> there you go. Oh, he's the one in charge. So he really is like a Godzilla. That <laughs> would be so weird to have an iguana fall right on your face. And then how silly are you? A woman was pulled from a storm drain for the third time in two years. What? <laughs> Delray Beach police responded to a call of someone possibly in distress while swimming in a canal. When they arrived, the woman needed help. Police said she ignored them and climbed into a storm drain. She refused to come out and began crawling farther into the pipe. Firefighters were able to contain the woman between two sections of pipe. Is it really worth your effort? To, why don't you just let her go? If she went, you know, it's. Are you allowed to do that? Like, hey, hey, just let hey fellas, She's let's fine. go. <laughs> Screw this. <laughs> they used a ladder and rescue harness to get her out. She appeared to have minor injuries taken to a hospital for evaluation. They say that she also was rescued from a storm drain in March of 2021. She told officials that she entered the drain system after swimming in a canal, but later got lost and wandered through the tunnels for weeks. Where was this? In Florida. <laughs> it's Delray Beach. What are you doing swimming in canals in Florida anyway? Is Delray Beach Florida or is that California? Hold on. But she, for weeks. Now, how do you do that? Uh, Florida. Okay. Two months after that incident, police in Texas said she was missing, later found in a storm drain in Grand Prairie, <laughs> Texas. What's her deal with storm drains? She likes them. They're, they're comforting. <laughs> what are you doing? This is home. <laughs> you know? Uh, it's like, I don't understand. You know, if she's climbing to get away from you, you know, why not just say, okay, let her go, fellas. You know, save your manpower. <laughs> It's just that's a lot of work. Are they, they're probably not allowed to do well, that. Well, right? I mean, they're probably. <laughs> we just we just can't have people like hanging out in the storm drains. Like we just can't do that. Other creatures. <laughs> There's been a guy in there for 25 years. <laughs> if she was in there for weeks, how'd she survive? Okay. Is she? You know. Maybe. Maybe on like minnows and. <laughs> minnows. You start turning like into bear, you know. After you're in the wilderness so long, you right. just start, or raccoons, and start <laughs> slapping at stuff. You're like, you turn into Gollum from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I just, she's got a thing about storm drains. She likes her that's storm drains, sure. that's yeah. for sure, yeah. 
So there you go. Watch your uh, weekend Wait, wait. Oh. We have good news. Oh, good news. We have good news good here. Good news. A snake that escaped from its terrarium at a Kentucky school has been found. Oh. Just a few feet away from her former home three months later. So this snake was in a classroom, escaped, and has just been on the loose in the school for three months. Three months. The science teacher at Walden School in Louisville said the corn snake, dubbed gummy worm, <laughs> escaped from her terrarium in the classroom shortly after she was first brought to the school in September. <laughs> Can you imagine? Because <laughs> there had to be a point where we had to go to the principal and be like, um, we've had an incident. Um, we had a corn snake and it's gone. What do you mean it's gone? Yeah, it's gone. Student found gummy worm wrapped around a <laughs> heater under a sink in the oh. classroom. After students returned from the holiday break, thirsty yet unharmed, gummy worm has wow. been safely returned about to her terrarium. Like the heat of the uh, of the pipe. Yep. Gummy worm's terrarium has now been reinforced with a more heavy-duty <laughs> lid. I can just imagine every every like school function, every get together, every you know parent teacher. That dude probably had just have one eye like scanning everything yeah. all the time. Like the last thing you want is yeah. Well, you know, it's not that you know that it's going to harm you. It's just the point. It's just the point of you know the the shock of there it is. Yeah. So there you go. What? They they tend to disappear, right? Yeah. They just, no, here, here I am. I don't know. That's the way it is, and that's why I hate them. <laughs> so anyway. You got big weekend plans? No. Okay, me either. All right. So there you go. Okay. That's Tidbits. All right. See you next week. See ya. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.